0: Hey, it's me, Russell Peters. You're listening to the number one kiss podcast in the world. Shout it out loud, cast with me, motherfuckers. And you know why? You could be having sex. You could be making love. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> this is James. Put that cookie down, kiss.
2: Buttons? Steve Rooker Simmons? Star? Stanley? Is that what he does? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh, no, here come the kiss times. Is that a
0: positive thing? Okay? Or All right. I'm going to grab me a nice cold mellow. yellow. Yeah.
2: Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because you're That's what we you talking about. 617 525. You do. Hey, fucko! Do you like this? Settle down. Hello. And what's up there, Kiss Army? It's Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 245 Craig Gas. Been a long time coming, Tom.
0: Right. We finally got him. We've been talking to Craig for a long time on the cruise at Creatures Fest and finally hooked up with him. So you guys are going to have a blast with this one. Tons of fun here. Holy shit.
2: Yes. Yes. But before we get to that, we always go backwards before we go forward. So we talk about last week's episode. And last week we did a kiss draft. The ultimate Gene Simmons draft with the boys from. Gene Simmons money bag soda.
0: Yes. Tom,
2: we did a poll, right?
0: Yes, we did. We asked what should be the number one pick in a Gene Simmons draft. Now we know we had five guys in the draft. Twitter will only allow you to do four. So the options were Deuce, God of Thunder, Unholy, and Calling Dr. Love. Now, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was a little bit surprised for this. Um, Deuce ran away with this at 43%. Then you had God of Thunder at second at 30%. Unholy at 18 and Calling Dr. Love at 10. Kind of surprising. I don't know. I don't know. What, what did? You, what do you think of that? Because and well, I it's think funny. Those are I, the
2: four quintessential Gene songs.
0: Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people had write-ins for... Uh, well, not write-ins, but the people who voted for calling Dr. Love commented a lot saying, I want calling Dr. Love. I want calling Dr. Love. Uh, we had a, a comment from Kurt Von King who says, God of Thunder and Destroyer stinks. It's too slow. Bob's kids doing all that gibberish and dumb sound effects making an instant skip. God of Thunder Live is awesome. We had a new Twitter person. I don't remember seeing this one. His He goes by your friend. That's his Twitter handle. He says all four are goddamn wonderful. Doctor Love is one of my favorite tunes as a kid. Unholy was a return of the demon. God of Thunder is classic, and I don't like Deuce because I don't like that type of nookie. Okay, okay, then you did it all for the nookie. All right. Oh god. Oh, wait until you wait until some wait until I pick fucking Limp Biscuit for ARC. Oh yeah, I'm kidding. That's never gonna happen. A uh, couple episode specific comments here. Well, <laughs> Daryl Albert posts <laughs> a fucking video of fucking the whack pack with crackhead Bob and Fred the elephant boy.
2: <laughs> Jesus Did you see somebody posted? I didn't even know about this incident. Was it they posted it or was it Jeff Trot? Guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth? Who sent us a clip? I guess Fred the elephant boy shit himself. Yep. Time and he came to a, like a like a meet and greet event for fucking Gary or something.
0: Yeah. No one showed up.
2: And, and he and just st- stayed
0: there and just shit himself.
2: <laughs> and he had shit in his pants for like, and people were like, "What the fuck." That's why I'm saying
0: the whack pack for Howard Stern is not that different from the whack pack for shout it out loudcast. So Elvis Lee Lewis says great episode, but I cannot believe the awesome fits like a glove sequel known as any way you slice it was not drafted. I like
2: that song. We said there was a lot of good songs left on the table. All right. And that's what we got for Twitter. All right. On the book of face. Uh, Ryan Michael Scott, Courtney Cronin, Dold, Ramaswamy, fucking Tweed Simmons. I'm glad you addressed Kiss's show in Australia. A lot of hate towards it, but I thought it looked awesome. And thanks to Jack Pinocchio. <laughs>
3: Till the the yellow Vishayo Visha, Sway, Selen, Ziblo Visham, Banadena. Sitting La 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 la,
2: Visha Rita Pakala, Wegumba, For live streaming it. Yep, Jack, thanks for putting that on our thing. It was great to see. This may be your best draft yet. It's so difficult to say who had the best picks, but I'll give it a Zeus. Second, John, third, Tom. Will we be getting a money bag soda flavor ranking? Awesome episode. I will tell you, I did try the blood orange. It's fucking great orange. And uh, I love their root beer. I'm more partial to that. I think their root beer is just fan-fucking-tastic. Yes, it is. Thomas Miller says they are made in Niagara Falls area. This is from Canada. I met her in Niagara Falls. Uh, The root beer is great. Oh, we have great soda. (laughs) I'm not even going to do that. We'll get in trouble. I know. Uh, Over on our Loudcasters group page, Charles, don't call me Mark Eaton. Loved hearing a lot of Gene Deep cuts get represented trial by fire hell or high water rules yes joe decker says okay i was supposed to go see ace live next week but after hearing the spaceman can (laughs) i don't think i'll be able to stand there and watch him stumble through every song without hearing that in my head thanks guys and uh we we uh, love to ruin it for everybody yeah and just for you guys Who can take the sunshine? (laughs) Who sprinkle it with dew? (laughs) Cover it with chocolate and a miracle or two. The spaceman can. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That'll be between good times, bad times from Led Zeppelin. And that horrendous (laughs) other cover song he does. What was that song he played at Creatures Fest and everyone was like, what the fuck is that? A a lot of his
0: cover songs are terrible. Oh, And I get yelled at because I say they're terrible.
2: Oh, fucking brutal. Fox on the run, what are you talking about? It's fucking great. (laughs) I had a hard time singing that because I had a cashew caught in one of my left tooth and I couldn't get it out, so I was like, Whistling when I was singing, but but I don't remember the lyrics anyway. So that's <laughs> what
0: happens when I go to the Dollar General and buy those generic mixed nuts. It's not like those
2: planets. <laughs> so I had to pull over to CVS. I ran over a curb and popped my tire. Oh fuck! I'm gonna be late to the show. But the good thing is they got scotch tape at CVS. <laughs> that's why I was wandering the hallway of Creatures Fest at two in the morning. <laughs> patch up my tire with some scotch tape. Cameron Holiday wrote us a nice long, I mean it's way too long, but awesome comment here on shout it out loud casters group page. Check it out. It's yeah, I want I want to
0: give us—I want to give a shout out to Cameron too. He, he sends us some nice DMs, some messages. Uh so Cameron, uh thank you for that. We we appreciate the interaction. So, uh yeah. you're a you're a good fan and a good supporter of the show. We appreciate that very much.
2: Yes, we we love our listeners and we're always praising them and thanking them kindly.
0: Except for when they're fucking idiots, then we just let you know about that very bluntly.
2: When they become turn into shit bags, they get to hear it from us. I'm sorry. Hey, hey shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: That just threw me well, off. Well, we got the giggles because we're recording this part right after we just finished with Craig. So we got kind oh, of a little God. loopy.
2: Yeah, exactly. Over on our Instagram, Junior Vintage, which is Mr. Antonio 2005. Great episode, TNZ. Not surprised there were so many 1980s genes soon taken in the strap. Some phase for me are Only You, Satan, Sinner. Yeah, too good. i uh, telling you, a lot of fucking good songs left on the table. P.S. In another life, could you ever imagine Sammy Davis Jr. singing Ace Frehley songs? I think Sammy would have a blast doing Speeding Back to My Baby. Dark, light, oh, Snowblind. Hey, it back to my baby.
0: <laughs> she told me to rip it out.
2: <laughs> I'm snowblind. <laughs> Don't touch me down there. <laughs> All right, it's a family guy thing.
4: <laughs> okay, here we go.
2: Fever Hake disappointed that Cake Style didn't take Domino. My favorite. Now I believe that's the better half of the wallet. So Mrs. Wallet was upset that Mr. Wallet didn't take domino. Um, yeah. It is
0: pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing that Betrayed got drafted and fucking Domino didn't.
2: Funny you say that because the wallet replied to her, sorry, I let you down. You ain't satisfied. I know you feel betrayed. Ah, nice. We love Chris. <laughs> yeah, you made some real big decisions. <laughs> Stupid. That's from history of the world. All right, over on our YouTube page, Chris Flood, who I, I hear is fucking filtered into other podcasts' comment pages about us. Yep. Kissing <laughs> them off. Like, good thanks. We didn't ask you, Chris, but all right. All the better. Uh, Great show. Phil Esposito and Ray Bork, though the jabroni who picked Cadillac Dreams to the other Kiss podcast, that all have a slow adult. I say, hey, Larry, how do you like these nuts?
0: Jesus
2: Christ. I think he's all over the place. He added like 15 one of our stories together into one comment.
0: A lot of people have been doing that lately, which is fine, I guess. It's like a greatest hits, I guess. It's Okay.
2: That's the story of my friend tells of the 86 Celtics, where for some reason they were out of practice, and Robert Parish pulled out his ball bag and he goes, Hey Larry, look <laughs> at these nuts. I see that.
0: Nobody story. Goes, hey Larry, look nobody, at these nuts. Look at this.
2: Fucking pulls out his ball bag. Why the fuck would he do that? I don't know. It's just surreal. Um, Larry <laughs> Patrick twenty four twenty says, "Anybody see Richie? Stay tuned for the end of the episode. We got a new ending. You'll like it." Uh, Chris Petty nine three one says, "We need Sam Loomis updates." Uh, yeah, that you can find that what? on other shows. No one fucking gives a shit. I don't want still a thing, that, thing? like that. That's like that brings out the worst of the Kiss Army. That yeah, shit. yeah, dude. Like, I don't, I, I don't even think thing. that's a. That, I don't even think that's a thing anymore. Yeah, and that's what I got, Tom. Over to you. All right, let's bang out a couple emails
0: here. Uh, we got one from Gino Dvorachek. Sounds like a guy from Sega NHL '94 that we used to play <laughs> on the Winnipeg Jets or something. Uh, Zeus, I was listening to you saying how much you like Plastic Castor, and I'm totally with you. It rocks. Gene sounds great on that song. The call and answer vocals are awesome. and has a really cool solo. Before the album came out, I always wanted to see Gene's love, but never knew ho- how to go about it. That's why it was so good to find out that, well, all I needed to do was just ask her. <laughs> so not only is it a great song, but it really helped me out with that problem. I just thought I'd share
2: it with you. Take care, Gino. <laughs> nice. Sounds like Oleg Turbadoski from the Anaheim Ducks in the 90s. Well, there you go. Okay. Scott Greer, great episode with the guys from
0: Moneybags and the Gene Draft. One thing it's made me do is take a deeper dive into the catalog and give another listen to some songs. I also like short-tempered Tom and Zeus. I don't know if there's any other version of us, but go ahead. Your comments are funny and frankly honest. Reminds me of myself driving in traffic when I come across a lot of fucktards. (laughs) These draft episodes are ones you can go back and refresh yourself on songs that you may not have listened to in a while. Keep them coming. Those boys at Moneybags are going to create a mellow yellow type drink asking for a friend. (laughs) Yes, yes. I love that. Our good buddy, AJ White. Great episode, guys. Some amazing picks along with some very odd ones. You guys should get together again and draft the remaining songs. Pretty sure Saint and Sinner was the only one not picked from Creatures. Also, I think I may have brought up in the past, but I'm curious if you're holding out on doing an episode on Tom Snyder. Yes, we are.
2: We'll get get to it. We'll get to it. Hit everything. There's a, a bunch of like TV clips of Kiss. And oh, yeah. We're trying yep. to spread everything out. That's
0: right. Uh, Zeus, your Greek friend, Phanis Akritidis.
2: <laughs> he's going to be in New York, Tom. For, that's right. He's oh, one I know. of the people in New York. Who's the other one that's going to definitely meet us in New York? Someone just recently told us and sent us yeah. a message. I can't remember. <laughs> but can't now remember. you guys keep can't telling remember. us who's going to be in New York. Yeah, we'll 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 make
0: a spreadsheet. Somebody asked us about a spreadsheet. We'll make one. Zeus loves spreadsheets. <laughs> you know
2: what? Somebody make a post on Loudcasters, just and create the post that says who will Who's be going? in New York, and then everybody just keep adding to it. And we'll—that's the best way.
0: Perfect. So Thanos says, "Rock and show last week." I pretty much agree with you both on your choices. Zeus, I'm glad you picked "Good Girl Gone Bad." Great tune. Yes, it is. Maybe I would have picked the Japan-only tune from his asshole solo album, which has great chorus and melody behind his Beatles-type vocals. Just a note to let you guys know that Sydney's show during the weekend was superb, really worked the crowd, and yes, Paul was into it. His vocals were a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah, of course they were. Making Love was a great addition to the set list, along with Colgin and Shandy. Hope to catch up with you in December. Keep up the good work. Thanis from Down Under. Yes. And one last email here. Another one from another Australian friend, John McDonnell. I can tell you as somebody who was at the AFL Grand Final in Melbourne, for what it was, the KISS pregame show was awesome. As a Melbourne resident, my time as a KISS fan goes back to the early 80s when KISS had an unexpected renaissance in Australia. We didn't know at the time that they were on the outs in the States. They were the first band I ever got into being around seven years old at the time. It was also around this age that I first became a supporter of the Collingwood AFL football club that won the grand final this year. When I saw kiss was doing it, I knew it had to be our year. Thanks for a great podcast. That's fantastic. Love that. Love hearing from the boys down under, uh, we're going to wrap up feedback with a tweet from Sydney blade. I listened to this episode while walking my dog with three recently broken ribs from a magpie attack here in Australia. Is that an heckle and Jekyll? During the ace bits at the beginning, the laughing hurt so much. I was doubled over in serious pain. My neighbors thought I had shat myself. (laughs) Okay. Sydney Blade. I'm telling you, when you tell us stories like this, this is what we love. A listening out in public. B laughing. C laughing so hard that you made shit yourself. So, Sydney, you have checked off some very important boxes for Shout It Out Loudcast, my friend. And for that, you are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer.
2: I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. (laughs) Thank you, Sydney. Appreciate that. That's awesome. However, we've been trying to... I've been... Like we forgot to tell this story when we first heard about it. Tom told me this story when we were going to that horror Calm convention. Yep. I could not believe the story. Yeah. Check this out, Tom, go ahead. You're up. Yeah. So my 80 year old
0: mom lives in Florida. She lives in like a big, like retirement community. Uh, there's a lot of outdoor restaurants, bars, places where people just hang out outside. Uh, so my mom, she loves to talk. She loves to, But into people's conversations and, oh, I see you're watching that. And I'm like, but anyways, that's how she is. So she's sitting outside in an outdoor dining area, you know, with one of her friends and she looks over and there's a woman that she doesn't know who is just laughing, like sitting by herself and has her phone out in front of her. And of course, my mom, because she has to get into other people's business, she says, oh, "I'm sorry, to, you know, I don't mean to interrupt and disturb your lunch, but I couldn't help it that you're laughing and it, it looks like you're watching or listening to something. I just was interested to see what you're laughing at because you seem like you're really having a good time." And the woman, again, you know, maybe a little bit younger than my mom, says, "Well, I, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here on my lunch break and I, I have my phone here and I'm listening to a podcast." And my mom's like, "Oh, well, do you mind me asking what you're listening to?" And she's like. It's this crazy Kiss podcast, you know the band Kiss? It's called Shout It Out Loudcast. My mom looks at the woman and goes, "You can't be serious." And the woman goes, "Why?" She goes, "That's my son you're listening to right now." <laughs> and the and the woman go, and the my mom goes, "I I don't" so the woman gets up, shows my mother her phone, and she's listening to Shout It Out Loudcast. And the small world that we live in ended up telling my mom that story.
2: Dude that is fucking most crazy insane. Story. Insane. And we forgot to tell people this story. Like I, I still, I'm like, are you, she called my, my mother called me
0: right when it happened. We were at, we had, we had, we were having lunch while we were at the, the, uh, the horror con with Jericho. Yep. And uh, my mom very rarely calls me during the day of anything. So I pick it up. She's like, you're not going to believe this story. I'm like, Oh, great. What she told me. I'm like, I'm like, did you get the woman's name? She's like, no, I'm sorry. I was so excited that I couldn't believe it. But anyways, We're reaching into the retirement communities now, and not to mention, this is the my same mother who just went to see Kiss Alive, the tribute band, and I posted a picture of it on our social media. She said the show was amazing. So, eighty year old mom is rocking out to Kiss, and I fucking love it, love it.
2: And if you're the lady that was laughing, please Please. listening to us, please send us a a DM, a text, uh, well, an email, something, an email. Contact us, DM us, whatever. we got to know who you are because that is fucking unbelievable story. An incredible story.
0: Yes. So that's just a little bit of fun right there.
2: Yeah. Tom, what we do next is we give a shout out to our Patreon family. Patreon is where people can subscribe and monetarily help the show. You contribute to the show and it helps us tremendously. We, in turn... Have four tiers set up for you You can join any one of those tiers Depending on your monetary contribution You get different perks So some are uh, contributing to the show Polls Sneak peeks uh, The album review crew Which they just picked The album that we're going to do for next month Uh, Things like merch That we'll send out All those things uh, are, Are stuff that we offer For you to join our Patreon family In order to do so, go to our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com, right on the landing page, icon says Patreon, click on that. Or you can go to the app, Patreon, or you can go to patreon.com and subscribe there. You look under Creators, find Shout It Out Loudcast, and pick one of the four tiers. Guys, you want to help the show, best way to do that is join Patreon. You won't be sorry. We have a family that's part of our Patreon group. And it's a lot of fun. And it's a way you can help us out as well. So please go to our Patreon and subscribe. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You Patreon guys, we love you so much. You're the lifeblood of the show. Our eternal gratitude to all the contributions that you guys make. So please, as Zeus mentioned, check us out. Click on the Patreon link on our website. Download the app or go to patreon.com.
2: Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World. What's going on?
0: Yeah, so the big news this week was the cancellation of the Dubai show. Um, You know, there hasn't been a specific statement, but I think it's obvious that due to the unrest and uh, the disasters that are going on in the Middle East and Israel and et cetera, et cetera. uh, So that show has been canceled. Unfortunate for the people in Dubai, maybe now somebody else can go pick up the Dubai shit that you got three years ago. Um, So that was canceled. Another thing, Zeus, that you discovered today was a lawsuit involving the band.
2: Yeah, uh, Rolling. Uh, I saw this on Blabbermouth, but they're saying they're saying according to Rolling Stone, uh, Francis Stubber. I, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Stubber, Stubber, whatever. Yep. Uh,
3: Stuber, the longtime
2: guitar tech of Paul's, who died in 2021 when he had COVID, um, filed a lawsuit. So the family of his filed a lawsuit for wrongful death against Kiss, Gene and Paul, Doc, Live Nation and the Marriott International. They're all named as defendants. Yep. Um for wrongful death, they say they're, you know, lax uh COVID protocols, all that. I'm not going to fucking litigate this shit right now. No. But I I made a comment myself. It'll probably settle out of court PR reasons and nuisance reasons for lawsuits like this. But Good God! If companies could get sued because people got COVID while working somewhere F- and they it. died, and they're suing F- everybody, I'm forget sorry. It. it was a pandemic. Everybody went out and did what they did at their own risk. Unless you knowingly had COVID and cost on me for me to get it right. purposely, I mean, yep. it's a it's a pandemic. Yep. You no. Know? Um. Yep. It's sad that's going to happen because from all uh, my understanding was Paul was very close. With him. And Very. this is gonna make things difficult, just like the car family when he passed, that they have there's gonna be this ooh kissing the and that person, and they can't probably express themselves for losing a friend because there's litigation involved. Right. And uh it's too bad. I'm sorry to see this, but again, my opinion, they'll settle it out of nuisance reasons. Oh, yeah, and yep. PR reasons. I don't think Kiss is responsible. If this went to court, they would win, in my opinion. Uh,
0: Other stuff in the news, a recent announcement of another appearance by Peter Chris. He's he's going to be at Mad Monster Atlanta uh, November 17th and 18th. Um, He'll be doing photo ops, kind of like what he did, I think, at Creatures Fest. So that's kind of cool. So it's nice to see Peter out and about. He's obviously doing a couple things uh in new jersey and then you got this down in atlanta right around the little bit before thanksgiving so that's cool to see peter out and about uh so always good to see peter active and obviously healthy so other than that not too much so a couple couple things going on there in kiss world
2: yeah so tom what we're gonna do is take a quick break uh i'm gonna tell ace that that it's really gene that's gonna come on our show hey gene hey Gino, buddy Can you hook me up with a couple bucks? I could use a break.
1: Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons,
0: All right, we're back, and Ace is still really having a difficult time believing that that was not Gene Simmons on the phone. Guys, I'm telling you, I've worked with that guy for 40
2: years. I know that voice. That's him. I can tell you right now, it's him. And uh, Ace is looking for a new place to habitat, Tom, because his domicile was ripped out from your house. You're, uh, you're, you're uh tool shed i believe tom and oh. uh you're putting a new home in there for ace a little that's right uh, that's tom, right Tom, am gonna put a little bunk bed in underneath the desk like george costanza did you know right there to make, oh, make a nap he's
0: gonna love it it's gonna this is gonna be luxury accommodations compared to what he had before so yeah as soon as it's all done and ready i'll uh i'll tell ace he's got a place to stay
2: perfect hey when i ordered Domino's and they leave me a couple slices where could i tell him to go who does I have a separate address Apartment B. <laughs> Watch out. Man. Watch out for the, for the shit on the grass. Oh, from Tom's dog, Scout? No, that wasn't no. Scout. That's me. You accidentally locked the back door. Uh, Ace, that wasn't an accident. <laughs> Tom, you going to build a little potter party in the corner too for me. Hook me up, please. God. Anyway, Tom. We've been uh, fans of Craig Gass for quite some time. All Kiss Army fans are friends of Craig Gass, uh, the comedian, hilarious, who's been on you know TV shows, everything from like Sex in the City appearances. I think King he was on of King of, Kings of Queens. He's yep. obviously known for uh, being on the Howard Stern show on the Kiss Cruises. He does his incredible impressions that like gene al pacino uh christopher walkett he is a fucking hilarious comedian uh we've been friends with him quite some time we were uh, finally got our our uh our schedules connected to where we could get him on and he has a great announcement to make so uh yeah craig gas
0: yeah it was great we've been again trying to work this out sometimes it's difficult with somebody like craig who's Got a lot going on, a busy schedule, traveling the the country and everything, but we finally made it work, and uh, we've been huge fans, and I'm just a sucker for impressions uh, and a guy with just a crazy sense of humor. So we were looking forward to this, and uh, we can't wait for you guys to hear it.
2: Without further ado, Craig Gass.
0: All right, this week, it's been a long time coming, but we finally have him, comedian extraordinaire and massive Kiss fan. And of course, if you listen to the show, you know, one of the big reasons why we have him for those Gene and Paul impressions,
4: <laughs> the great Craig
0: Gass joins us today. Craig, what's up, buddy?
4: Thanks so much for joining us. Excited to be here, man. I got a lot to talk to you guys about. Oh, Holy good. shit.
0: Good, good. I mean, now, if you want to do the entire show as Paul or Gene, you could do that. You don't have to, but we'll get into that, of course.
4: You know, the great thing about being on the podcast is some people like steak and some people like ice cream. But you don't have steak with ice cream, and that's why Kiss is so great. the fuck? That's actually Paul's favorite quote that I have about Gene. (laughs) It is a weird – I cannot tell you how surreal it is to be a fan. Yeah. To be a fan of somebody – and this has happened with more people than just Kiss. To be a fan of somebody to where you emulate – for me, Paul and Gene, confidence. They just had this confidence. They just like God. They're so cool. They're so confident. I wish I was confident like them. And then I start doing impressions of them, and the impressions get to them, and then they start uh, reaching out to me. It's, it's such a it's such a surreal thing. Mm-hmm. That um, uh, a few years ago, uh, I woke up. Like nine ten o'clock in the morning, I always put my my phone on the bed with me. Mm-hmm. My phone's vibrating, and I look, and I, it's Paul Stanley calling me, and I go, "Holy shit! What did I do? <laughs> like, I I must have done something wrong. So I don't pick up. He calls again five minutes later, and I go, "Fuck! He's pissed. He's gonna. Oh my god! What did I do? What did I do? And I just start pacing around my room, saying, "Like, I'm I'm just rehearsing, Paul. That was a long time ago. I'm a different person now. That, that's what I started rehearsing in my head. Yeah, yeah. And then he calls again and I don't no. pick up. And this is like three calls in like 20 minutes. And then he sends a text, Craig, it's Paul Stanley. I'm trying to call you. And I keep rehearsing. I keep rehearsing. And then I finally call him and he picks up and he goes, Hey, Craig. And I <laughs> go, Hey Paul, what, <laughs> what's going on, buddy? And he goes, uh, nothing. How you doing? And I go, I'm I'm good. What's what what's going on with you? And he and he goes, you know, I have a friend of mine who got Morgan Freeman to do his voicemail. And, you know, I just it sounds so cool. And I just thought you do so many good impressions that I would just love to have you do like maybe an Al Pacino or something for my voicemail. I mean, oh, is that something you'd be OK with? And I went, oh, my God. That's literally how I spend all my free time. Yeah. Like, what what do you want me to do? And he goes, just do like, like, like I just pictured as like scent of a woman. Just, you know, just leave a voicemail like that. And I said, yeah, that's it. And he goes, yeah, is that okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And I, I recorded a voicemail as Al Pacino saying, hi, this is Al Pacino. You've reached the voicemail for the star child leave a message and get to the point nobody likes to hear you ramble on and on if you ramble, I know where you live I'm coming to your house and I'm taking a flamethrower to that motherfucker and then I sent it with a text that said uh, let me know if you have any notes, he texted me right back and said, yeah I have some notes and I was like, oh what I said no Said, why are you cursing? And I go, oh, I just, I thought, like, Al Pacino. And he goes, no, he goes, do it and don't curse. And I go, all right. So I did Jesus. it again. <laughs> wow. I, I did it again. And if you think about it, Paul never curses on stage. Not so, anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Right. Yeah. So I send him back the, uh, except for the, like, hey, the laser pointer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll shove it up your ass. So, but, <laughs> so I, uh, uh, I, I do it again. PG. No cursing and he goes i love it and i go oh man thank you so much and then his next text was you want to do the kiss cruise with us and i said i would love to and two days later i got an offer to do that uh kiss cruise 10 so yeah oh, shit
0: that was that was our that was our first cruise was kiss cruise 10 is that right?
2: That's right. Yeah. Yep. You know yeah, what well, you listen. should have done? You should have said to him, Paul, that'll be four hundred and fifty dollars.
4: Dude, that guy, I mean, we got a lot to like backtrack on and explain oh, everybody. Oh yeah, we would. But that guy has been so nice to me, getting me uh every time I go to a kiss show, anything you need, I'll bring comedians with me and I'll 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 hang out, they'll get me in the show for free. I perform with Kiss. It's I owe that band a car really? at this point for all the wow. all the shows they let me go to. And the whole reason I'm on with you guys is to promote the craziest idea which is I'm going to yeah. do in 3 cities where mm-hmm. Kiss is performing. I'm going to do a full comedy show about Kiss. The entire oh. beginning to end the is way. essentially what I've done the Kiss cruise. When I go on the Kiss cruises, I end yeah, up I doing Two yeah. separate hours of comedy about KISS. Yep. And all my run ins with KISS over the years. So two separate hours. So in uh Seattle, Austin, and New York. The, the the order is actually gonna go Austin, then Seattle a week later, and then New York a month later for the final shows in New York. I'm doing we're gonna be, we'll be there. We'll be there for uh, both shows. Is that right? We're gonna be oh, yeah, we're gonna not. be we're December gonna be in New York 1 and City. December 2, yeah. yeah, We're gonna be in New York City for that entire weekend. So Wow. So in New York City, I'm doing uh, November 30th and December 3rd. I'm doing the night before the final shows and the night after the final shows. And okay. I mentioned it once on Eddie Trunk last week. Yeah. And just mentioning it once, like the, this buzz started and I, I started getting text messages from musicians who wanted mm-hmm. to just see the show. Obvious, obvious musicians texted me about coming to the shows. <laughs> in uh in new what's york what's that mean obvious what do you mean oh my god I, well it's i want to be able to say it but i don't want people to come to see them but it's it's obvious and then i started getting text messages from uh musician friends of mine in seattle and it just made sense to do one in seattle too because i have a ton of musician friends in seattle by the nice. way yeah uh mike mccready who oh. is uh mike's on my comedy special he shows oh. up on my comedy special love that guy. and Mike uh, is a huge Kiss fan. Oh yeah, he loves Ace. Um, we
2: know, we know that.
4: Yeah. Yep. And he, um, uh, I remember going to a sound check for Pearl Jam once, and Mike goes, "Hey, you got a? Uh, uh, this is my drummer Matt. He's got a Kiss story for you, according Matt, to Mike. Matt Cameron. Matt Cameron. According yep. to Mike, Pearl Jam talks about Kiss at least once a day. He said, I swear, it's at least once a day. The subject of Kiss comes wow. up. And he said, you got to hear this story from Matt. And Matt said that when he was 15 years old, he was in a kiss cover band in Seattle. Wow. wow. They called themselves kiss. That was, <laughs> they used the logo and they, and apparently once a month, the fuck? once a month, they would do shows at uh, friend's houses and they would put, put flyers around the school like this Friday at Zeus's house. 8 p.m. Kiss and the Kiss logo and here's Zeus's address and and uh, and so they would do that once a month and he gets a letter in the mail. Matt, Cameron oh yeah, letter in the mail. Oh, I, I, I can imagine from Casablanca Records and Matt at 15 years old goes, "Holy shit, we're getting signed! We're getting <laughs> signed! We're getting signed!" I he calls he calls all the other guys from the Kiss cover band. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm not opening it until you guys get here. Everybody get, we'll open it up together. I think we're getting signed. I think we're getting signed. All the kids get together at his house and a bunch of 15-year-olds open up a letter that turns out to be a <laughs> cease and desist. And desist. Yeah. They yeah. were 15 years old. I love that story. That's fantastic. Holy That's shit. That's fucking great. Yeah, That's
2: we know great. Mike McCready is a lot of those guys. Are, and we know the whole thing between Alive and the Solo and all that stuff mm-hmm. is very Kiss-oriented. And Mike Creed is just a, fa- a favorite of ours. Favorite of ours, absolutely. Yeah, we were, we were in college when Pearl Jam exploded and all that stuff. Yep. So we kind of treaded that line between the hair metal stuff and the grunge. Grunge yeah. is more college, hair metals in high school. Love that shit. It's fucking oh, yeah. great. Oh, yeah. But Kiss was the common theme for all that. And that's where we met in college. And that's that right, Kiss love where everybody is. This is before the makeup came on because we were in college 91 to 95. Before that's Before right. the makeup. On. And we dressed this. Oh, yeah. As
0: Halloween in like ninety four yeah we did, we we dre- we drew we had me we'll our, our, on our buddy Murph another this was like this was the fall halloween of ninety four so the yeah, reunion yeah, yeah. had the reunion hadn't happened kiss wasn't even on anybody's radar. They had a huge campus Halloween party at the sports complex. The four of us walk in thinking we're like the coolest people in the thing. <laughs> Everybody's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why are you dressed you up as Kiss? <laughs>
2: Look at the tards that came in dressed like, up as cause, cause it, band Kiss. Why you Why are you dressed as them with makeup? Nobody pays why attention to them. We're like, oh, <laughs> we're like, oh shit. Like, oh Maybe on. this That's... didn't work out. It's cool.
4: It's yeah. Hilarious. When yeah. I first got into them at uh, 13, 14 years old, Lick It Up came out. Okay, and that's when I like as a kid I collected their trading cards. Oh yeah, us too. As a kid, growing up in New York in the seventies, and so did my sister. By the way, and my sister—I don't know if you know this—my whole family is deaf. My mom, my dad, my sister—all deaf. Yes. So my sister and I were caught up in the imagery, and we didn't know what they sounded like. We just we just loved the imagery, and we would we we did the Kiss trading cards. I couldn't tell you what a single song of theirs was. And then in '83, I'm 13 years old. And uh, Lick It Up comes out, and I'm, and, and I'm just, I, I'm a huge fan. I don't get to see them live until Animalized. And that was the best show I'd ever seen. And that was without the makeup. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I just, I became more and more of a fan over time. And then, hmm. and then of course, doing the impression, which it's such a weird thing. Like, um, I started auditioning to be Howard Stern's sidekick. Like I, I started working with yeah. Howard yep. in mid-90s. And um, I started doing voices on his show where I would – the first voice I started doing on the show was this really, really dark piece of comedy that was um, Sam Kinnison calling uh, live from the gates of hell. I think
0: that's when I first heard because I I used to be obsessed with Howard in the 90s and like late – like
4: 90s into the early 2000s. And that's where I remember first hearing you. But go ahead. Well, what we would do is any time a bad person died, like someone that we could all agree, all of us would agree, all right, Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah, bad person. Oh, okay, you know? And when yep. he died, I think I was the only person in America that was writing jokes and then <laughs> going on the next morning as Sam Kinnison calling in live from the gates of hell going, Hey, guys, it's Sam Kinison. I'm down here in hell. And Jeffrey Dahmer just got down here. And this guy's already looking at my ass like it's a T-bone. Oh! It was just really, really dark. And then I started doing uh, more voices. And um, I started doing uh, Dennis Miller um, and then Sam Kinison. And I started doing um, Al Pacino had a baby. And I started doing this really silly idea where we would have conversations with Al Pacino's baby where Mm – uh howard would go man you're al pacino's baby what do you like to do for fun uh, what do i like to do i like to pee you like to pee i love to pee and suck titties cool. it was really stupid and then in 2001 yeah 2001 jackie martling quit the show And I got a call that day from Gary Delabate saying, Hey, Craig, give me a call. I want to talk to you about something. And I (laughs) called Gary and and Gary asked me if I'd like to audition for two days. And that two-day audition turned into two days a week, every week. For the next uh, 10 months or so. And uh, somewhere along the way, I would tell Howard about my favorite music and about Kiss. And I would tell him how incredible Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are in interviews And Howard insisted that we talk about it on the air. And then Gene Simmons became a full-blown character on the show, where every time we'd have a music guest in the studio, I would constantly interrupt the music guest as Gene Simmons and try to sell them shitty Kiss products. (laughs) And it was just, whoever came in, that's a great story, Paul McCartney. But did you know right now, at kissonline.com, we have the new... Kiss toilet. Now, you might be asking yourself, what's the difference between a regular toilet and a kiss toilet? Well, our toilet is a paid toilet. You put in a quarter, and you do your business while you listen to Deuce. It was so dumb. Like, everything I said was ridiculous. and then, And it was all silly. And there's something about just being in a situation like this, where you're just making two or three people laugh, that you just think, oh, this is fun. And you don't think about anybody listening. But... Not only were people listening to it on the Howard Stern show, we found out later that the real Gene Simmons actually started getting hate mail because of the shit I was oh, saying no. on the air. Yeah. So Gene Simmons shows up, confronts me on the air and then we're off to the races because then I get a phone call. Somebody from uh, that worked with kiss said, Hey, I just want to let you know that uh, our singer, Paul Stanley is your biggest fan. And I went,
3: <laughs> of course Paul Stanley
4: knows who I am. And the guy goes, don't tell anybody this, but Paul Stanley loves when anybody makes fun of Gene Simmons. <laughs> oh, of, of, course,
0: course, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh,
4: and yeah. you find out over time they love to rib each other. And and yep. uh, and then somehow I ended up right in the middle of it and getting opportunities because they laughed at themselves so much that they allowed me to come in and be a part of that and laugh uh, at them and with them. So. That's yeah, so the it's it's fucking crazy, but the uh the shows it's uh front to back is just going to be all kiss material. Uh, Austin is at the end of October, uh, October 28th, I believe. Um, Seattle is Sunday, November 5th, and then New York is the night before and the night after the final shows. And all the info's at getgas.com, get gas with two S's. Does the band uh,
0: does the band know about this? Do you still have an, an a, 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 any kind of relationship with Paul or Gene? Like right now, I
4: know they're f- wrapping up the end of the road tour and they've been traveling the world, obviously. But well, it's weird. Like I, I text Paul from time to time, and what's crazy is he always texts me right back. Okay. Um, wow. In fact, um, <clears throat> uh oh, I don't know if I should do this, but yes, you do should. It.
0: Yes, you do it. should. And
4: I got it. One of the craziest things was um his um response to something that I sent him. Um, I was telling him that um, I'm back on the Howard Stern show again for the first time in 20 years. I'm back on the Howard Stern show. Yeah. And um, and I, and he said, oh, that's great. And I go, yeah, I'm doing impressions and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I know one impression you can't do because he hates my impression of him. Of course yeah. he does. And then uh, he, I always do the thing on stage where he goes, people. Yeah. And yeah. he sent me this text that just said, people. Oh and then God. I replied, <laughs> and he sent me a GIF of himself. He sent me, and I was like, <laughs> dude, that is spot on. He sent me a GIF of himself. Is it GIF, GIF? GIF, yeah. I think. But it's that's amazing.
3: amazing, huh?
2: Yeah.
4: He, I your mean, own, you can do it for yourself. Like, you have your own GIF. Here you go the guy has such a great sense of humor about himself. I love him for that. And, um, and it's interesting They as, as they wind down, it's, it's uh, um they're ready to, to wrap it all up. I mean, they're not going to, it sounds like they're not going to do any kiss cruises anymore. Although the idea was to do kiss cruises with Paul solo band soul station. Yeah. Jeans band. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're, now they're done with that. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Did you
2: hear that specifically from them that they're done with the cruise,
4: or like uh, from people that that work with them? I, from yeah. what I've heard from people that work with them, uh, there was an idea of continuing. I know I'd heard rumors that there was offers for residencies after everything's done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and apparently in the last couple months, with David Coverdell, Bruce Springsteen, Stephen Tyler, and all these people going down. Yeah. That it's affected the mood to change to no, you know what? Let's just let's end it right here. Well December 1st and 2nd, and that's it. So so interesting. Yeah. And so when I heard that, thinking, God, I have all this KISS material that I usually do with them. Yeah. When I go on the KISS cruises every couple of years, I just thought I'll go to some of those cities where KISS is performing and and I'll do those hour shows in those cities. So
2: yeah. Now it's funny because one of the things that we like to do on this show and people like the show for is I do a lot of ACE impressions. I am <laughs> shocked, shocked that you can't, you don't do ACE. He is the easiest guy to do. Hey, uh, I sound like I have Gina on the show here. Hey, Gina, can you hook me up with a couple bucks? I want to get some cashews down the street.
4: <laughs> you know, what's funny is I know people who do great, ace impressions like you're doing and that's yeah. why i've never done it because so many people i know do impressions of him it's um every impression i like to go where nobody else goes yeah like you know Kinnison or yeah. the voices that i'm doing now on a certain show like tom arnold i like to go to places nobody else goes yeah and i've heard people do an amazing ace so i just i don't touch it but he's I know so funny like stories. Yeah, he is he's
2: so weird Everybody likes to do, it, but I've never heard a professional comedian do it. And we and the thing about Ace is he's so fucking space brain. Like mm-hmm. he's out there, you can think of the most outrageous, stupid shit to say. And which is what we do half of our get, show. Which which is always like we have this. I have this running gag. I don't know why. And we're fans of the band and Ace, but I always like to say that Ace shits his pants. <laughs> oh fuck! I ate too much of those burritos. I fucking shit my pants again. Oh, hey. It was, my girlfriend around, I need to change
4: my underwear. <laughs> that guy, he did a he did a show at BB King's, and a friend of mine was was working with him. So I came by the during the day and I grabbed my buddy and, and I turned him on to some pizza in New York. And he uh he says to me when we come back, he goes, uh he goes, Hey, uh, let me introduce you to Ace. And I go, All right. And he walks me in this room. There's Ace, and he goes, Ace, this is my friend Craig Guest. He's a stand-up comedian, he's been on, you know, whatever. TV shows. And he goes, uh, this is Craig. guys yeah, Stand up comedian. Ace goes, Oh, I love stand up comics. And I go, yeah, well, it was like, yeah, I'm Craig. And then we just kind of stood there in silence. And I went, what? "That's well, exciting. It nice to meet you. And I, and I, you know, I didn't want to bother him. So I walk away. The show happens later that night and I see comedian Jim Norton in the crowd. Yeah. Oh, I saw, I've seen him in concert. Yep. And so I, I end up hanging out with Jim for the rest of the show And afterwards, he goes, hey, you want to go meet Ace? And I go, oh, I I met him uh, before the show. And he goes, oh, come with me, because he loves me. And I go, all right. So I go into the dressing room with Jim Norton. And he goes, Jimmy. And he gives Jimmy a big hug. And Jimmy goes, hey, Ace, what's going on? Hey, this is my friend Craig Gass. He's a stand-up comic, too. And Ace looks at me and goes, oh, I love stand-up comics. And I went, what? And I go, yeah, I'm a comedian. and." (laughs) <laughs> all right, nice. It was the same conversation. Same exact thing. Five hours apart. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, I, that's that's a, I'm telling you, if you're doing the Kiss shows, really consider it. Fucking add Ace because the voice is not difficult, and you can come up with the most outrageous shit
4: And it'll. I work. have one of the greatest Ace stories of all time that I'm tell laying it. out on these shows. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm okay. not going to tell you that one, but okay. I, I will tell you that... Um, his, I told the story last week on Eddie Trunk show that a buddy of mine who works with Kiss was talking about when they when they reunited the band in '95 to do the the makeup tour. That Ace showed up at a sound check with his fiance, and he walked up to this guy who is a crew guy for the band, and he goes, "Hey, Paul, this is my fiance. What's her name?" And she punched him. She punched him in the arm. Like he genuinely spaced on his fiance's <laughs> name, like I believe it. I love that. I love that story. And then
2: you can also do an angry Peter Chris. That's the other one we do on the show. Hey, fucko! The oh, yeah, fuck? Cause, why aren't I on the fucking billing here? Yeah. Yeah. where's my fucking pitch? Always angry, always bitchy. angry Peter. Although, and, although nowadays and, he's the nicest, yeah. kindest out of all of them. But he calls everybody fucko.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> That's is a, that right? Hey,
2: fucko. <laughs>
4: We you know, know what I've met? He's uh, I've I've met him like in <coughs> passing, in a peripheral way, and and he's always been nice to me. Um, yeah, he is sweetheart. Uh, sweetheart, wh- There's so and sweet. there's so many musicians who have amazing stories about those guys, and one of the most incredible is Frank Bello from Anthrax has yes. a series of stories where uh, as a child they would like they'd read the liner notes and they'd see album recorded at Electric Lady. They would look up the address and go to the studios and try to meet them. And they met them several times. And his buddy would secretly audio record their interactions with the band yelling at him. And apparently, one of the guys <laughs> in Kiss actually slapped this kid. I think Ace slapped Frank's buddy. And they have it on a cassette. They actually have this little kid like, get the fuck out of here. And this kid goes, you smacked me. You smacked me. You just smacked me. That's incredible. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So we so if people don't know who we're listening,
0: so you were part of the absolutely insane Gene Simmons roast back in, what was that, 2015 or something like that? The Gene Sim the, the roast? Yeah, somewhere around there. I think. Something yeah. like that. So watching old clips of that, he... Not only Gene and and Shannon, but everybody. They fucking they were dying. Gene was in hysterics with, with was, when you when you when you, when you were up there doing your bit with him. It was incredible.
4: Well, I had been doing that impression for a few years on the Howard Stern show. Yeah, and um and when they booked the roast, it was going to be my first time doing it to his face. Right. And so okay. I was I was really scared about that. And then yeah. plus also with the roast. When you do a roast, man, roasts are so scary because you only get one shot to do it. You can't rehearse the material. You can't like go to a club and work on it and right. see how it goes over. Like you only get one shot because you can't go in, into a club and go, all right. So pretend that there's a guy named Zeus over here to my left, and then <laughs> over here to my right is Carrot Top, and then Lisa <laughs> Lampanelli and Dice are behind me. Like you can't. You just get that one shot. Yeah, and um, it, it just uh, it connected. Everything just clicked. And, uh, Jean sent me a gift afterwards. Um, it, uh, it, it's just surreal to do an impression to somebody's face. And then of course, everyone that's related to kiss starts coming out of the woodwork, which is what's happening right now from musicians and, uh, employees and former employees, of kiss who want to come out to these shows that I'm doing is yeah. everybody sharing their stories. Sebastian Bach has the greatest story about going to Jean Simmons house and, he goes, dude, that fucking guy has a fucking kiss museum in his fucking house, which was true. He used to have this room that yeah. had every piece of merchandise ever dedicated yep. yes, in this room. And Sebastian said, he walks in and goes, I walked in. There was like a bag with like 100 kissed cell phone covers. And I was like, dude, what the fuck is that? And Gene goes, that's our new promotion. For Kissmas. That's our new <laughs> KISS cell phone covers. Can I have one of those? I wish I could, but if you go to kissonline.com <laughs> but, and he wouldn't give give them one piece of plastic. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, that is one of many, many stories that you'll be hearing at these shows that I'm doing. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's, it's, it's crazy unreal. how many people came out of the woodwork. But talking about the roast, the roasts are frightening. Um they're uh um, I would think so, yeah. There were some there were cool. jokes that were cut out that never really? made it to the... Really? Yeah. Um, There were jokes about Jean's hair that never made it to the final cut. There was Lisa Lampanelli, first words out of her mouth were, Jean Simmons, I've seen better rugs in rapist vans. And it was like, <laughs> oh my God, that was her first oh, line of the night. <laughs> oh, and that man. got cut. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. That's right. Yeah. But that night, being able to do that, Uh, to uh, Gene's face and he couldn't have been nicer by the way his kid Nick yeah comes to the comedy store all the time and Nick has told me you know when you started doing that impression of my dad like you did it right when my dad started laughing at himself if you would have come out with that impression like even a few years earlier like my dad's attitude was just different he would have just tracked you down and beat the shit out of you but (laughs) but right when you started doing the impression like the way you did the impression, he knew that you were a fan, and 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 he just laughed at it. He was laughing at himself at that point. He started doing a TV show where he was poking fun at himself. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. But so I lucked out with that. By the way, his son, like his dad, lots of beautiful women around. Man, oh, Nick, I'm sure. Nick, Nick's He's a good looking kid. Yeah. Yeah. kid. He's yeah. a good looking kid. He's yeah. a good looking kid. He's six foot six. Yep. And he came out to the comedy store one night. And he had this girl, she must have been like 21, 22 years old. And he goes, oh my God, this is, oh, hey, okay, so this is Craig. Um, Craig does an impression of my dad. And oh, Craig, dude, he, he does impressions. <laughs> Craig, Craig, do, um, do Christopher Walken for her right now. And I go, hold up. Do you know who Christopher Walken is? And then she goes, no. And I go, and, and Nick's like, Nick goes, no, 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 you'll, you, you'll know. As soon as you hear the voice, you'll know, just, just do it. Just do it. She'll love it. She'll love it. And I was like, Listen. I don't even know if you know who this guy is, but he talks really weird. And every once in a while, he says the word cowbell, pow. And this girl goes, good for you. And I was like, Nick, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you fucking asshole. You just oh. made me look like, and I knew I was going to look stupid in this situation. Oh, my God. Yeah.
3: yeah. Nice. That's fucking nice. funny.
2: Yeah, the um, I, I'll never forget. I mean, I watch it. My brother, who's not a big Kiss fan at all, like quotes that fucking roast oh, it's constantly awesome. and yep. yours when you were doing the Al Pacino. I don't know, there was some word in there about like some phrase. Of like, yeah, it's something for
4: retards. <laughs> yeah. the uh, um, Oh, God, it was poetry. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: you were talking about lyrics from Animal Eyes. Yeah, yeah it was the, uh, from the
2: book of
4: Animal Eyes. Yeah, I from
0: the book of Animal Eyes. Episodes. That's right. Yeah, you said it's like <laughs> something that's like Shakespeare for retards or something it's, like that. It's like that. so
4: frightening to look somebody in the eye and do those jokes to their face. I did a roast at Corey Taylor, and my worst jokes were about Zach Wilde. And they put me right next to Whoa. Zach Wilde on They um, seated me right next to him. And one of my jokes was something about, you used to be such a pretty boy. Now you look like. Now you look like a Hell's Angels butt-fucked Harry and the Hendersons. It was something about, something about a bunch of hairy people all butt-fucking each other. And then when I sat down, Zach was laughing his ass off. And he, he was laughing and enjoying himself so much that he just kept punching me in the arm. Like, that's funny, brother. That's funny. I, like, <laughs> Zach- I get it. You got to stop liking me. You have <laughs> yeah. to stop liking me because this this is physically hurting me. Yeah, it's. Amazing. I remember
2: that one. I think someone had said something like, uh, "New Zach looks like the guy who would fuck the old Zach in prison." It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like the pretty yeah. boy, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yes, He's like the guy who would get raped in prison for by New Zach.
4: <laughs> and that's a bummer to like to be a fan. But have to think of a, of ways to insult somebody that you're a fan of. I mean, I'm the biggest anthrax fan. Yeah. And Scott Ian and I have done a couple of rows together. And some of my best jokes have been about. And he knows I will hit him up at least once or twice a year begging to get into an anthrax show. Yep. And I said something about anthrax. What a great name for a band that makes everybody fucking sick. Oh, God. (laughs) If someone comes to your house to a party and says, I brought some anthrax, you hope they're talking about the disease. Like All the jokes (laughs) I had was about how shitty the band was and Scott's like, what the... And I go, it's a roast! I gotta say something! It's a roast! You know? (laughs) Jamie Josta, Jamie Josta, who's one of the nicest guys on the planet, he was on the... I think he was on the Corey Taylor roast and... Love that band, Hate Breed. And I, yep. I said Hate Breed, a lot of people uh believe that Hate Breed is a white supremacist band. I've listened to Hate Breed, and I can confirm not only are they not a white supremacist band, they're not even a music supremacist <laughs> band. <laughs> like I, it's just that's what you have to do. You gotta shit on your friends. yeah. So. yeah but definitely. I
2: also heard and I asked our good friend there, uh well, what do I usually call her? Courtney Cronin, Tweed, Simmons, fucking yeah. Fluick Lane, <laughs> yeah. Tim, Tim Scott, Michael Scott, Dole, whatever the fuck her name is.
4: Um, Everybody loves Courtney. Oh, yeah, She's the best, of course. She,
2: I remember Lita Ford being on one of these yep. and was fucking ripped apart. And she looked like she had no idea it was coming, like got really fucking upset about it. It didn't Watch.
4: get what was going on. You can see it. At the very beginning of my segment, of that was the roast of Dee Snyder. I'm okay. on the other side oh, okay. of the stage. I'm on the other side of the stage, and the jokes, like, you know, look, it's a roast, man. It's, yeah. it's, you know, when you're sitting on that stage, yeah, you've got jokes, and you're prepared to attack everybody. But you know that you're standing on the stage with everybody, and you're going to get attacked, too. So you have to laugh along with it. And I, <laughs> my whole family's deaf, so... I got a big target on my back where, you know, you'll hear someone go, man, I don't know if you guys know this, but Craig's whole family is deaf. And I'll already start laughing and going, this doesn't hurt my feelings at all. You know, no. But you know that the jokes are going to be ruthless and they're jokes. Yeah. You could see on the other side of the stage that Lita was not having it. I could see her body language found out later that right before I walked out, Scott, Ian said that Lita goes, I'm just going to leave. And he goes, no, don't leave. And she's like, no, I'm. Just, this, this is. I, I wasn't prepared for this. Meanwhile, she was shown hours and hours of roast videos, where every she knew exactly what this was going to be. And for right. some reason, she still didn't understand that they were going to make jokes about her. So when I walk out, and again, you can see this. Look up my segment of the D. Snyder roast. I yep. said, um, first of all, how about a hand for Lita Ford? And everyone was like, yeah. And I go, she still looks fucking hot and she does. Everyone's like, "Yeah." And I said, "Lita, by the way, in the 80s, fucked every major <laughs> rock star on the planet." And she was like, "Goddamn right." And everyone goes, "Yeah." And I go, "You think at least one of them would have helped her with her career?"
0: <laughs>
4: and you could see the look oh, on her face of like And it's like, "But that's yeah, what this is. It's a roast." Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, remember. let me let me tell you something. At the roast of <laughs> <laughs> this is oh. brutal. This oh. is really brutal. Go ahead. Do you guys know who Lon Friend is? Lawn Friend, no. Lon Friend was the editor of Rip Magazine, one of the okay. biggest yeah, yeah, hard rock, heavy metal yep, magazines yep, yep. from the yep. 80s and 90s. Yep. But Lon Friend, not the kind of personality you would think running a heavy metal, hard rock magazine. He is a soft-spoken, gentle, sweetest guy on the planet. And he actually has the soul of like a 60s poet. He's just a a genuinely peaceful, sweet guy. And when we did the roast of Gene Simmons, I put a bunch of musicians on my guest list, and you can see him in the audience. And Lon Friend is one of the people I put on my guest list. Lon comes up to me before the taping and goes, Hey, Craig, hey, um, question. Is anyone going to say something nice about Kevin Dubrow? Because the day that we taped... The Gene Simmons roast. Oh, the news yeah, was breaking. The died. news was breaking. Kevin Dubrow's body has been found. He's oh, been God. dead yeah. in his house for over a week, two weeks. They yep. found his body yeah. in his house. And Lon Friend says, "Hey, is is someone going to say something nice?" And I go, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "Well, because everyone in this room, they're all. These are all of Kevin's friends. Is anyone going to say something nice about Kevin's passing?" And I said, "Um, whew, uh." Well, I mean, it's a roast. Uh, this this isn't a place where you say nice things, Lon. You know. Sure enough, and I had no idea this was going to happen. The first line of the roast was Jeff Ross goes, "Welcome to the roast." of gene simmons <sighs> kevin dubrow wanted to be here but he took the easy way out <laughs> oh, jesus christ. christ in the front row lawn friend went what the fuck like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like come on we're man oh, yeah, exactly, no man. holds barred this is that's the fucking only. brutal uh, it was yeah i mean that's comedians for you comedians are able oh, to laugh man. at shit in real that's fun. fucking awesome yeah that's beautiful yeah. And, so, and when I mean, listen, growing up in a deaf family, I learned that it's it's healthy to laugh at everything. So, yeah, I'm oh, yeah. sorry to interrupt uh, you. Zeus. No, no, to say, no, 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 no. Okay. No,
2: no. What we were going to I wanted to ask you about and, and we talked about a little bit before the air we got on the air is I want to ask you the questions we usually ask all our guests here. And you said you were sure. looking for answering this. Mm-hmm. And that is our Murph questions, which are like just five easy questions about KISS. Okay, and I probably should have got to the beginning, but we just got off on a no, roll. we just got so. we got going. Yeah. So first thing is real easy. Now, when I ask this, it can be right now, it could be growing up, it could be whatever, and that is what's your who's your favorite Kiss member?
4: Oh wow, um, I mean that's a tie between uh, Paul and Gene because yep. um, uh, not just for. Their musical abilities, but as people, how nice they've they've been to me. Tommy's, I mean, Tommy and Eric and those guys have always been really great to me too. But considering what I've been doing, you know, like Paul Stanley and I coincidentally ended up at this charity event together in Detroit. Um, Paul zoomed in. And I was there in person, and there was like celebrities zooming in all day long for this amazing charity event that they do for this guy, Mitch Album. Mitch Album. Oh yeah, yeah, the really, Michigan writer, the the author, right? Yep. The author. Yep he's he's written some best selling books, and he's a really popular sports writer, mm-hmm. radio uh, personality up in Detroit. And so anybody who zooms in that I know anything about, I'll tell Mitch like, hey, um, I, I got a story about this guy, or we did a show together, or whatever. Paul Stanley's about to zoom in and I go two things about Paul Stanley. Number one, I'm on his voicemail. I I am doing Al Pacino on his outgoing voicemail. He loves my impressions. And number two, Paul hates my impression of him. And so when (laughs) Paul comes on, they go, Paul Stanley, guess who we have here? Do you know this guy, comedian Craig Gass? And he goes, yeah, he does great impressions, but have you heard him do my impression? And, And everyone freezes and he goes, Craig, do your impression of me. And I go, hey everybody this is paul stanley and he goes you make me sound like i own a hair salon in long island and i was like <laughs> oh my god well what I a, mean, what, you know you know what a great premise to have the paul stanley hair salon like come <laughs> yeah. on in i'll give you a blowout come on in have a seat i'll <laughs> give you a blowout welcome to kiss town like yeah i think that's that's amazing but <laughs> like, uh Yeah, so tie between Paul and Gene. That's a long-winded answer. Sorry about that. No,
2: it's okay. No, no, no. it's all good. Do you have a favorite Kiss song? And it could be, again, growing up, right now, last week, whatever.
4: I have two favorite Kiss songs, which brings up a funny memory. Okay. on Five, who's playing guitar now, Motley Crue. Yep. I ran into him at – he does – he has an Instagram page called uh, Knights in Satan's Service. Yep. Um. And it's, it's just all things kiss. And I see John. Uh, we ran into each other at a concert. And John goes, Hey, do you mind? I have this page called Night and Satan Service. And I just ask people like a question of the week about kiss. And this week's question is, What's your favorite kiss song? Do you mind if I do a thing with you and, and film it for my Instagram? I said, Of course. And he goes, All right, let's do it right now. He goes, Are you ready? And I go, Yeah, let's do it. Are <clears throat> you ready? Three, two. Hey, it's comedian Craig Gass here. You might want to Google that. I am a massive Kiss fan, and I actually have two songs that are a tie for my favorite Kiss songs of all time. All Hell's Breaking Loose and Unholy. Both songs, coincidentally, written by the same person vinnie vincent which is why i now own a long line of women's leisure suits and he went <laughs> oh you can't say that you can't say that and i was yeah. like no that's great and he goes no you can't because we got to redo that we got to redo that and i was like dude it's a it's a funny joke he's like no we got to read and i was like man that is a funny and he made me redo it so but that is the answer all hell's breaking loose i always love that song i always love that oh, yeah. same here same here yep. one of yeah. my favorites
2: fucking kick-ass
4: riff Yep, A street hustler comes up to me, and he looks me up, and he looks me down. He says, hey, what be this, and what be that? And Why you got to look like that? I said, hey, man, I am cool. I am the breeze. Pow! Yeah. <laughs> and then the timing of Unholy is what makes Unholy so powerful. Yeah. The fact that they were that many years into their career and came out with this Unbelievably hostile song was yep. just so impressive. Badass. Badass. I love that song. That's that's one of my favorite songs of all time is mm-hmm. Love nice. that
2: Oh that's uh that's Tom in Revenge. You can that's talk me about right that there. Yep.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's fantastic. Funny story, I'll I'll cut real quick. I don't mean to cut you off, but <laughs> we had uh the great Carmine a Peace on once. Mm-hmm. Oh god, and we did the same <laughs> thing. Like you played with Vinnie Vinson, and, and he's just like it's so old school Doesn't even realize Yeah he's a good guy Then he became weird I don't know I always thought he was a I always thought he was a <laughs> I didn't know he was a <laughs> Fucking transvest I, wow. fuck, I don't know yeah. Wow the fuck he is yeah, and then meanwhile uh, during the interview, he says a couple things about like Rod Stewart or Jeff Beck. He calls, writes back, he's like, "Hey, can you take out that stuff I said about Jeff Beck and Rods?" Like, not you, the stuff Beck about Beck. Vinny. Not the stuff about Vinny. <laughs> I'm like Jeff That's Beck and wh- Rod you Stewart are not listening to us, and fucking, I can't have you say I thought the guy was just, <laughs> <laughs> but now I, I he's like a. <laughs> I'm
4: that reminds like, me when when I first started fuck? doing. When I first started doing stand-up, the first big comedian I ever opened for was Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was uh, just still to this day one of the nicest, most amazing guys who will answer any question, it seems like, uh, very candidly, it feels like. And I say that because he um, he was. I was working on this radio show in Seattle, KISW, uh, Bob Rivers Twisted Radio, and Tommy came in as a guest to promote the shows. And um, who's the girl that wrote uh, "You're So Vain"? Carol,
2: uh, Carol her King, name? Big Mouth, no, Carly, 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 Carly Simon, Simon.
4: Oh, is it Carly, Carly Simon? Simon? No, Carol. Car- Car- Carol King is the piano player, right?
2: Carol King is the the songwriter that wrote a songwriter, and yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Carly so
4: Simon sang it, yeah. I, I'm I, I'm just trying to make sure I got this story right. So, okay. uh, Tommy Chong comes in and starts talking about uh, Cheech and Chong and. Uh, questions are coming up. I didn't even know were part of their history. Someone said, "Is it true that one of the Beatles played in on a Cheech and Chong song that is not credited?" And he said, "Yes, George Harrison plays on Basketball Jones." Um, and then he stops and says, "And uh, yeah, George is uh, he's a he was a big doper, big doper, like to smoke a lot of dope, you know." And they go, "Wow!" And then and then we start talking about. Um, when they were at the height of their fame, all the people like to hang out with them. He goes, Oh, yeah, like the Lakers, you know, like uh Kareem Abdul Jabbar. He's big doper. Big, big doper. And uh and then when we asked about the Beatles and about who else played on their albums, he goes, Yeah, a lot of famous people played. Uh Carol King was on the album, and there was a long pause, and someone goes, And was she a big doper? And he goes, No, no, no. no. <laughs> she sucked a good dick, though. And I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> like, what the you can't You can't say that like holy
2: shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. my
0: god. Wow.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, sometimes the those old timers they don't have the filter. They There's just, no filter. No. Yeah,
0: I, love yeah, yeah. Exactly.
4: I love it. Yeah. I love it. Of course. It. I All right, love it. So we
2: got your songs. What about an album? Do you have a favorite album?
4: Oh, wow. Um Jesus. I mean, I'm leaning towards uh Kiss Alive. Um Hmm. If I'm going to put a Kiss album and I'm going to listen to beginning to end, it will be a Greatest Hits. So I can okay. go through. Uh, but Kiss Alive for just a, um, a- as an album, I'm going to say Kiss Alive. My okay. favorite album.
2: Now, you played with uh, Kiss on the cruise. Besides that, yeah. how many concerts have you seen of
4: Kiss? Do you know? Oh, wow. Over 20 shows, easily okay. over 20, probably closer to 30. And again, what's interesting now is that when I go to the shows, they'll take care of it. You know, first it was Gene, because uh, Gene and I started having these confrontations on the air. Yeah, he,
2: we know. He'd come in great. And,
4: yep. and you can see them on YouTube. He'd come in and, we, and he'd confront me. And then there's a joke that KISS fans know that I do. And the backstory to this joke is actually, it's it's based in reality, which was the first time Gene Simmons ever confronted me live on the air. I was headlining Caroline's that night for the first time, which as a stand-up comedian, deal. that's a huge deal. Yeah, oh, when, yeah. When it, It's Times Square and it's 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 like, wow, I've made it. I'm headlining Caroline's in Times Square. Yeah. And someone told Gene about it and said, you know, Craig's doing, and he's like, really? And, and he said, give me his phone number. And I still have this voicemail. It's just a short boop. Hi, Craig. This is Gene Simmons. (laughs) From KISS. He actually said from KISS on my answering machine. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna confuse you with Gene Simmons from Pet Boys. Like, I know who you (laughs) are, man. Yeah, I want you to know that the I know you're headlining Carolines for the first time. And that's why I want you to know the KISS Army is behind you. And I support you. That's why I'm gonna be in the front row. He came to the show. Brought a bunch of women with him, one of which he sent into my dressing room to say, hey, Gene would like to invite you to a strip club. And then we end up at a strip club with Gene Simmons, where it was me and my two buddies on one end of the couch. And Gene Simmons literally covered in strippers on the other end of the couch. And me and my two friends going, yay! Go get him, Gene! And then Gene sees me in the corner of his eyes, in between the strippers, and he goes, Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me ask you girls a question. Do you like stand-up comedy? You do. Great. Because this gentleman right here, this very powerful and attractive man, is the gentleman who does the impression of me. Isn't that something? And then the girls looked at me, and I was like, What's going on? And they went... Nothing. And I was like, yeah, right. all right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I, I thought it. All right. You know what? Yeah, you're right. But, uh, but so Gene would start getting me into shows. And, uh, and then when I go to shows, it's, it's crazy, because I'm, I'm happy to be in the show. I don't think that I have a right to just hang out with them. So I'll hang out with the crew. But sometimes I'll notice that Gene wants me around, and he'll have important people with him, and I, and he'll say, "Come here, come here, I want you to come here." And I go, "What?" And he will "Come here, I want you to. These are my friends. I want you to entertain them. Go." And I'm like, "Oh, all right. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm a comedian." And he goes, "No impressions. Come on, impressions. Get to it." And I'm like, "Oh, all right. Uh, who do you guys? You want to hear Tracy Morgan, or do you want to hear uh, Sam Kinison?" And I'll start doing impressions for them. And then I remember one of his group of friends said, how do you learn how to do them? Like, do you work on it? I said, "Um, no, it's it's I I have an unusual background. My whole family's deaf, so I couldn't learn how to talk. I watched TV and I copied all the voices I heard on TV. And that's how I learned how to talk. And they go, is that true? And Gene Simmons goes, it's true. His family's deaf and he's dumb. And I went, what
3: the (laughs) fuck? That's not even
4: (laughs) he loves, loves to insult me. He oh, loves yeah. to insult yeah. me. That's so and I Fucking love that about him. Awesome.
3: <clears throat> that's awesome. But yeah, All so
4: right. 20, 20, between 20 and 30 uh, Kiss shows, easily, starting with Animalize and wow. every tour, including that club tour, the Revenge Tour. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's nice. One of, that's one of my biggest regrets. Now,
2: the last one. one is Do you have, I mean, you have so many interactions with Kiss. Do you have a favorite memory of the stories you've told? Is something. Stick out and say, like, that's my favorite memory of Kiss or Gene or Paul.
4: That's what my shows are about, is all these run-ins and all these memories that I'm doing across the country. Um, Off the top of my head, it has to be, (laughs) and I was just about to say this, Gene gets me into this show in Atlantic City. It's Kiss and Poison in Atlantic City. And I see Paul Stanley walking down the hallway. I don't know yet that Paul knows who I am and Paul's in full makeup getting ready to go on stage and and I'm just standing in the hallway and I went Go get him buddy and Paul looks at me and walks by and then stops and goes "Craig gas" and I went "Hey, what's happening?" and he goes "How come you don't do an impression of me?" and I was like "I I do one. I I don't think you want to hear it." And he goes "Come here. Let me hear it." And I and I'm just walking towards him and editing every joke I've ever done about him. Cause I'm yeah. scared. To to do it. <laughs> and I did the impression from, and he said the, the, the conversation afterwards was, he said, I love standup comedy. I love to see a comedy show. And I said, well, I'd love to have you come to one. I mean, if you want me to, um, you want me to just uh, talk to doc and, and I'll send him the information. And he goes, no, I'll give you my cell phone. And I was like, yeah. all right, let's do it. And he gave me a cell phone number. And my favorite memory off the top of my head is calling Paul Stanley the next day, which is very unusual for me because I, I tend to, when successful people give me their phone number, I'll see their phone number on my phone and I'll go, I don't want to bother that guy. Like, even though they gave me their phone number, I just I feel like I don't want to bother them. But the next morning I was jacked up on espresso and I was feeling myself, I just felt really confident and I called them up. <laughs> Paul well, Sam picks up the phone and goes, and this is the only time I ever called him. He goes, "Yeah, hello." And I mm-hmm. went, "Hi, Paul. This is Gene Simmons <laughs> <laughs> from Kiss." And Paul went, "Okay." And then I started selling him <laughs> kiss products. And then I stopped and said, Hey, Paul, sorry, it's Craig Gaz. I just want to say it was really nice to meet you and thank you for being nice to me. And he's like, You know, I was going to say, you're starting to sound like that fucking comedian. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I realized I'm on the phone with Paul Stanley and I go, All right, hey, I, I got to take a shit. I'll see you later. Bye. And I just hung <laughs> on the phone. Like I just, I got nervous. And, uh, and I still get nervous around that guy, you know? But, but yeah, and that's, that's what the shows are. The shows, Austin, Texas. Seattle and New York, they all are going to coincide with those final kiss shows in those three cities. And the whole show from beginning to end is just about uh, how I've been certain that Gene Simmons is going to kill me someday because of our history together. And then all the run-ins I've had with all the members of kiss since. That's so awesome. that's, that's what the whole show is.
2: Well, so, certainly the people like us will definitely try to catch you in New York. Mm-hmm. We'll oh, absolutely. Out. We'll, we'll be, we be post there. Everything and make yeah. sure all the, his listeners that we have will know about it and they definitely need to show up because oh yeah we we oh. just think you're there now one last thing i want to add though is
4: mm-hmm. my
2: favorite craig gas story yes is i heard i forget where i heard it. i think i'm not sure what radio station but it's a youtube clip of it you're telling the story about how you tricked lars into saying something like "Unforgiven" is a ripoff of beth or something and he's like
4: what oh yeah about? oh yeah 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 that's good that was a radio show that i did in st louis we used to have a midday guy at k-rock in new york named woody who now is the really popular morning guy in la who's syndicated all over the country and between new york and la he got afternoons in st louis at kpnt the point and um I came in to do his show to, to uh, promote my gigs coming up in St. Louis. And when I got into town, he said, you come in, you can hang out with me for the whole show. Just whatever, whatever you want to do. Just, just stay with me for the entire afternoon. You can hang out. Great. So that Friday, I get into St. Louis, and I'm driving to the station. And as I'm driving, I put the radio on to hear what he's doing on the radio before I get there. And he has Lars Ulrich on the phone from his house in San Francisco My buddy Woody knows, oh, this is huge. I got to milk this for everything I can. So he's not playing any songs. He's not playing any commercials. And he has no delay, no delay button. And every fifth word that comes out of Lars's mouth is a doozy. And it's all going out live. And I get to the station. I walk into the station, and um, he's still on the air. The woman takes me upstairs. He's still in the air. She walks me in the studio. Lars is still on the air. And I walk in and I look at my buddy and I go, dude, Mike, you want to talk to me? And he goes, dude, I can't, I can't get rid of him. I don't know how to get, oh, hold on. And we hatched a plan on how to end the conversation with Lars and how to get rid of him so that I could come in and, and do my interview. And my buddy goes, "Uh, he goes, Wait, I, I know he goes, grab that microphone. Hold on. Uh, uh, hey, Lars. Wait. Yeah, that, that is cool. That." <laughs> i agree that hey lars let me just cut you off for one second those of you just joining the broadcast we have lars ulrich on the phone from his house in san francisco and lars you're not going to believe this but but we have a couple people that are joining us right now and he started pointing me towards the microphone and i was like he goes we have paul stanley and gene simmons from kiss are in the studio oh no they want to talk to you and lars goes is that really paul stanley gene simmons from kiss (laughs) it is (laughs) guys say hello hey lars this is paul stanley And this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And I'm going to get right to the point, Lars. A lot of people steal from Kiss. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. But on the new Metallica record, I think you've gone a little too far. And I'll give you a perfect example. I want you to name one song on the new Metallica record that is completely original. And Lars goes... I think all the songs are pretty original right but if you had to pick one song what would it be and he goes if i had to pick one song it'd probably be and he gave me a song title and i said that's a great song lars but i'm gonna be honest with you i liked it a lot better the first time i heard it when it was called beth and he goes how the fuck do you hear Beth in the middle of the Chaga song and he started arguing with a fake paul stanley and a fake gene simmons and my buddy Woody goes, hey, guys, we're just just, just stop you guys for one second. Uh, Lars, we have a talk radio station next door in the next studio, and they have a movie critic that comes in every Friday to do movie reviews for upcoming releases. And they always have movie stars in the studio to promote these new releases. And they actually have Christopher Walken in the studio. He wanted to say hello. Can we have him say hello? And he goes, is that really Christopher Walken? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Lars. I love Metallica because I love cocaine. I love cocaine. <laughs> and he started talking to a fake Paul, uh, Christopher Walken, still arguing with a fake Paul Stanley, <laughs> fake Gene Simmons. At one point, I was Phil and Samo, because they were having a little bit of a beef back then. <laughs> hey, Lars, check it out. Fuck it, hey. And then he was arguing <laughs> with a fake Phil and Samo. And then Woody goes, hey, you're not going to believe this, Lars. Sam Kinnison just walked in the studio and wants to say hello. And I go, Hey, Lars. I don't know if you remember this, but on the Master of Puppets tour, I left some cocaine on your bus and you never gave it back. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and Lars goes, Didn't that guy die like 10 years ago? And they go, Yeah, it's really weird. And then Woody goes, Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, Lars, we we're just messing with you. This is our comedian friend Craig Gass, and he just wanted to say hello. He's a big fan of yours. And Lars goes, dude, so are you going to be in St. Louis when we get there? And I said, no, I don't live in St. Louis. I live in New York. I will not be here. And he said, well, fuck, anytime you want to come out to a Metallica show, I'd love to hang out with you. And I was like, I'd love to hang out with you too, man. I love you. I'm a huge fan of yours. And I thought that was it. A week later, I go home. I go back in the studio to do uh Howard show again. And Gary, our producer said, Hey, I got a, a really funny story. So <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, apparently one of the guys in Metallica is trying to get in touch with you, man. <laughs> you got to call this phone number, man. You got to call this guy from Electra records. And I called this guy to Electra records. And the guy said, I don't know who you are, but uh, Lars wanted me to call you. Uh, we're doing a promotion coming up in a few weeks in Denver, Colorado, where Lars is doing this thing called Late Night with Lars, where he's going to take over this radio station, KBPI, in in Denver, and we're going to syndicate it to 20 markets. And it's, a, it's just a big promotion for the new album, Saint Anger, at the time. And I guess you do voices? And Lars told me to call you because he wants to buy you a plane ticket and have you co-host with him. How fucking
2: awesome Sight is that?
4: Sight unseen, he got me a plane ticket. I flew into Denver, and that started that relationship where this amazing moment happened where uh, Lars introduced me to his band you know my family is deaf and oh, Lars no. walks me <laughs> and goes hey man this is Craig this is the guy who does all the voices and check it out. His whole family is retarded. I go, oh <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, dude! My oh, family, fuck. yeah, you're, you're fucking my story up. Yeah, what? yeah. It's, it was a, a wonderful miscommunication. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah dude. I'm excited, this. man. The it's it's the musicians that are coming to the shows in Austin, Seattle, and New York is what's making this even more exciting. But beginning to end, it's all kiss stories from beginning to end with other comedians that have already hit me up asking if they can do it too. I know you had a comedian friend of mine on your show recently that took me on tour. Russell Peters. Let me love love Russell. Russell took me on my first (laughs) arena tour in Australia, New Zealand. And uh, these shows are, are in small venues. So they're definitely selling out Austin, October 28th. I believe Seattle November 5th and then New York City the day before the final kiss shows and the day after the final kiss shows all the info is at getgas.com getgas with two s's, two s's yeah. .com and uh yeah I will see you guys in New York City I can't wait I mean it's and it's kind of it's a weird thing it's a weird thing knowing this really absolutely is the end you know, yeah, I great agree with that. So. I know Tom Greg, before, has one last yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: Before before we go, I, I just for our listeners that might not be familiar with you, that may not have been on a cruise, that may not have heard this. I never get tired of this story. So this will be a good way to kind of <laughs> wrap up. the. And please tell me and our listeners the cruise story where you were asked to do an announcement.
4: My first kiss cruise that I ever did. I got in a lot of trouble. Yes. I met this girl really nice girl who was the cruise director, very upbeat, uh, very peppy. She's the Julie McCoy of the kiss cruise. And when she realized that I was the comedian, she was like, Oh my God, you're Craig. You're the comedian that does the voices, the family guy. And Oh my God, do you want to do a funny announcement on the ship tomorrow morning? And I went, Oh fuck. Yes. Like, let me ask you a question. If I do an announcement, Who's going to hear the announcement? And she goes, well, if you want, we can flip a switch and it'll get piped into every cabin. And I went, flip that switch. I know exactly what I want everyone to wake up to tomorrow morning. The next morning, 3,000 of the biggest KISS fans in the world woke up to Bing Bang. Hey, everybody. This is Paul Stanley. And this is Gene Simmons from KISS. And we have a very important announcement. Do not panic. We have a very important announcement about the KISS cruise. At that moment, my friends walking around the KISS cruise said that all the fans had stopped, were looking up at the speakers, and smiling until the next words that came out of my mouth. We've just hit an iceberg. (laughs) Now. Keep in mind, when I said we've just hit an iceberg, we're in the middle of the fucking Bahamas. There's no reason for you as an intelligent person to go, This ship's going down. This ship's going down. We're in the Bahamas. But do not panic because Kiss is going to take care of everybody. We actually have three packages to get you off the ship. First, we have the platinum package, $5,000. We'll put you in a life raft and you have your own private photo. Taken with Kiss. (laughs) Then we have the diamond package. Isn't that right, Paul? That's right. The diamond package. For $10,000 where we throw you in the ocean (laughs) with Tommy and Eric, and then Kiss floats by on a raft to do a private acoustic show in the ocean. Everything I said was stupid, but apparently a few passengers actually walked up to the employees and said, so Kiss is just going to charge us to get off the boat now? They believed it. They actually believed it. Fucking yeah. fantastic, Craig! Truly, Love Love truly it. amazing. Yeah, Love man, it. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys out there too. So, good. it's kind oh, of weird. I mean, it's, uh, again, it's it's uh, as a lifelong fan of the band, it's there's it's it's very surreal. But you yeah, know that it's time. You know that yeah. it's time. You see what happens to Springsteen. You see what happens to Steven Tyler, David Coverdale on and on yeah. and on. Ozzy, yeah. you know, yeah. and you realize, God, yeah, this is it. You you gotta go out on top and leave that memory. Of that's the thing. That's the
0: thing. That's the thing we're so lucky about is that they're, are four healthy guys still performing mm-hmm. and all, all those, all those legends you just named, they all either had to cancel their tours, cut their tours short, mm-hmm. or not even announce a tour because of health reasons. And you look yep. at this and yeah, it is surreal. I mean, I've been, a, they've been a part of my life since I was five years old. And to think that, you know, in less than two months, it's going to yeah. for all intents and purposes be over is, yeah it's a it's a big deal for us you know for all the for all the shits and giggles we have about the band they're they're a part of our life so uh yeah it's it's gonna be good but anyways craig this has been fucking amazing a blast hilarious is everything we wanted and more so we can't thank you enough tell everybody again those three dates and locations of the kiss theme tours the kiss theme shows that you're doing
4: first of all i just want to say if any part of this conversation is making you sad kiss now has condolences cards <laughs> you can get condolence cards from kiss go to death i hear you calling. Oh, com. No, death no. i hear you calling. Com. click on my cod piece and you can get your kiss <laughs> <condolence card. laughs> i'm doing uh three shows austin texas seattle washington and new york city in order they will all coincide with the night's of the KISS concerts. It'll either be the night before, or in the case of New York, I'll be doing the night before and the night after the very final shows. Awesome. And all the info is at getgas.com, getgas.com. I'm excited. The Again, the amount of musicians that are hitting me up to go to these shows is already making this whole thing exciting. There's some awesome. really, really obvious ones in Seattle. There's some really, really obvious ones in New York, and I can't wait to... Can't wait to do it, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. So thanks for having awesome. me
0: on. Can't well, wait. He- Can't wait for it, Craig. Thank you so much. Appreciate every minute of this. It's been fucking hilarious. So congrats and looking forward to
2: hopefully seeing you in New York City. We'll be there. Oh, I'll definitely see you guys in New York. We you going to say something else, Zeus? No, I'm just going to say he's Craig Gass. You got to go catch his show if you're in the area. Specifically, when we're all going to be there in New York, go catch him. And uh, Craig, thank you very much, man. We really Thank
4: you, guys. It. That was a blast. Thank you very much.
2: Tom, Craig Gass or Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley or Sam Kinison, whoever else you want to say that we just had on fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, just an absolute riot. Obviously, the impressions are spot on and hilarious. I mean, we try to not laugh over some of his jokes and shit, but sometimes it's it's not easy. But then just the stories, you know, his encounters with Paul and Gene and the, the story that almost Almost had me pissing my pants was the thing with Lars at the end of the interview. I mean, that was fucking legendary right there. Just uh, he's just he's he's got a crazy sense of humor like us, um, and it's it's great that he has this relationship with Kiss and that even even Paul seems to have a little bit of a kind of a little smirk when he talks in in about Craig. So that, that's kind of cool to hear.
2: Yeah, I'm a big fan of his stories. I think they're fucking hilarious. I could hear him a million times over. His impressions are fantastic. And I love, love that he gets it. And what we talked a little bit off the air, too. And, you know, when people come on just uh, behind the scenes stuff, we always tell them the first thing is, please, number one, swear as much as you fucking want. Yep. And number two, there is no safe space here. You want to shit on the band or something you don't like? Please, you're free to do so. We don't give Kiss foot rubs. And that's one of the things. And he said, yeah, I get that. I love to make fun of him. But people don't get mad at me because they know I love the band. And that's what we said the same thing about us. It was a great conversation before we even got on the air. And it's something we could say right now, Tom, because we were talking about it earlier, too. There's a fine line. And I think most Kiss fans get it. What we're doing when we put fucking funny pictures of Paul eating gelato or ace looking like he's fucking dead on a couch, we do it out of love and respect. We're not mean spirited. It's not, it's not hateful. Yeah. Yeah. We don't put shit on our show or on our pages to make you dislike the band. We're not trying to get, if we're upset about something with the band, we say it out loud. We're still fans, but we don't, our agenda isn't to get people to get turned off. And hence, that's why some of your comments, some of you guys get it, wink, wink, and some of you don't. And that's why some of them get deleted. We're not here to have a fucking shit fest of people coming onto our page or our group or our infiltrating or what are you calling it? Hijacking. Hijack. Our yep. post in, in social media with stupid shit in the same old tired arguments of fucking tommy shit or or paul it just it's gotten to the point where it's not fun you're just trying to get people to not like his and start trouble if you like to do that shit feel free to do it on your page guess what we won't go there to comment on that shit and if we are then we open ourselves up to it we want to have fun and craig what he does and i think what we do is have fun with this yeah, Not absolutely. In there's, a, way. Yeah, there's a fine line
0: between having fun and making fun of Paul and his electric bike
3: yeah. and
0: and Gene doing this and, you know, Eric doing that. But it's never it's never mean spirit. It's never hateful. And Zeus said it perfectly. It's never to get you to dislike the band. It's to get you to laugh at the band in a fun way, similar to what Craig does, whether it's a roast or just a joke in general. That's what this is all about. Okay, we're not we're not here to get you to hate the band. We wouldn't be frigging 250 episodes into this if we hated
2: the band. Yeah, and the people that don't listen to the show are the ones that usual comment, oh, I thought this people, I didn't realize people are here are shitting on like they don't get it. Yeah, but that's the, the ones problem. that listen yep. to us and the ones that see a Craig Gash show yep. know that we're all fans. That's right. And they get it. And yep. Craig is very good at at, at hitting that sweet spot where it's poking fun, but in a funny in kind kind of way, not in a mean-spirited way. And he's yep. just fantastic. So I will tell you this. We're not going to be around in fucking Arizona and or in Seattle, wherever he's doing his other shows. But December, uh, November 30th show, we're going to try to make that Thursday before the final show. And if any people are sticking around after the final show, it looks like December 30th he has his other show. That's right. You guys should check that out.
0: Yep. As this date approaches, I'm getting so fired up, not just for the actual concerts at Madison Square Garden, but for the the ultimate gathering. I mean, this could end up, if this turns out right, if the weather cooperates in New York City, if everybody shows up, this could end up being the most epic fucking kiss weekend that we've ever had, including Creatures Fest and the cruises and everything. This is because this is an event where it's just about the band and the music it's not a cruise it's not dinner with gene simmons it's not creatures fest all of which were absolutely incredible memorable once in a lifetime experience this is this is down to the down to the the, you know the brass tacks of the fucking band and the music and i can't wait to see a lot of you guys and i can't believe it's less than two months away it's gonna be fucking incredible
2: absolutely tom what we do next is we go to question of the week you got one yeah, we got one from our good buddy Wes Beach of the Plasmatics. Yeah,
0: Wes. He says, as the end of the road tour winds down to the final show and knowing that it most likely won't be any former members of KISS, who would be
2: your dream band to open for them? Yeah, we, I mean, it's, uh, and for those who haven't heard this, we've had this question before and we've talked about this. The way I look at it, my thing would be Bruce Kulik's band opening up with Todd Curns, Brent Fitz, and Zach Throne. That's Forget would be... about
0: that. Forget about that though. Okay. Think of a, what's a what's a band? Like a forget about a non-KISS connected artist.
2: Yeah, see, I gotta think of a band, not that just previously opened for them, because they're not gonna open. So like Bon Jovi is not gonna open up for them. Uh, uh Iron Maiden's not opening up for KISS. What's a realistic band that would, could, or would, I got one for you. I love two of them. I'll give you two.
4: Okay. And,
2: uh, and that's the nineties bands, stone temple pilots or, um, Alice in Chains. Yeah. Cause they, could, yeah. they could open up and that could be realistic.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, when you say Bon Jovi, yeah, they wouldn't do it. I, I would like to look at it as. Forget about it. if forget whether or not this band may potentially be bigger than Kiss right now or in general. I would like to think that this would be that this this band would do this as a tribute and as an honor, as a sign of respect to KISS. Fifty years, you're done. You're ending your show at Madison Square Garden. So I'm thinking of going way back to bands that opened up for them previously. Like you said, Bon Jovi. Um even even a band. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of them, but even way back in the 70s, it's like a band like Cheap Trick like a band that maybe has some connection to the legacy of the early years of Kiss. And I don't know I don't know if that I mean obviously it's never going to happen. That's why I like when we do questions of the week is 90% of the time it's Dreamville. Um but I would like to see an established band, not an up and coming band, not Gene's son, not Paul's son, a band that has some connection to the legacy of Kiss. That's what I would like to see.
2: Yeah, the way I look at it though is both Alice and Stone Temple Pilots open for Kiss. Correct. Both of yes. them would could open up for them now, and they will accept that in a second. Um, the other one would maybe Pearl Jam if they ever decided to like swallow their pride and be like, yeah. we could fucking destroy Kiss as a concert." But, but by the way, Paul did uh, put out a tweet in on social media and admitted that his sons gonna open up for uh, for Kiss. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's out there now. It's public. And you probably heard a lot of you guys probably heard it here first when we were telling you guys that room those rumors. And we got a lot of that info from you. The loudcasters were texting us stuff that you guys were hearing. So thank you for that. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Tom, where can people find us?
0: Well, please go to our website, shout it Shout com. That's the best place to go. You get access to all of our episodes, the shout-out loudcast episodes, dorm damage. Album Review Crew, Zeppelin Chronicles, links to our Patreon, links to all of our social media pages, links to our merch, Amazon shopping, Patreon, everything is there. And you can comment directly from the website. And when you do that, we get those in the form of an email and we read every email. And if you want to have a question of the week or be part of our upcoming mailbag episode, you can use the website to do that. Send us a question or use our email, which is shout outloudcast at gmail.com. We read every single email. Yes, we get a lot. We're happy to, for that. and We read them all, but sometimes we can't get to all of them on the show. Uh, so please do that. And, of course, social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Starting to trying to get a little bit more active with TikTok. Who knows? We'll see where that goes. And, of course, another shout-out to our wonderful Patreons. Please check us out on Patreon.com or the link on our website or the app. And we always like to say that we are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows.
2: Yeah, Tom, people can DM us on uh twitter oh sorry x facebook instagram uh wherever they find a a possibility of dm us feel free to do so we accept them not a problem uh please subscribe to our youtube channel and give us one of those five star child reviews on spotify apple podcasts Wherever you get your podcast, because it's a big help to us, it moves us up the food chain. So if you can give us one, we'll certainly read it over on the show. Um, And I like to tell people they can always go to our website, ShoutItOutLoudcast.com, ShoutItOutLoudcast.com. Make sure you get our merch and go to our Amazon store and other ways you can help the show out. And also our email is shout it out at gmail.com shout it out at gmail.com. Tom, we always like to end on famous last words. Do you have any? I do. You send your children to war
0: to serve bastards and whores. So now, you know, you created me on the day that you were born.
2: Settle down, Gene (laughs) Take a look around Only one solution Set the world on fire Fight the institution Gotta stand our ground Feel the new sensation Something's going down Rock the nation Fucking one of the greatest riffs, man Fucking incredible not one, of, not some of the greatest lyrics, though. Greg <laughs> <laughs> Gass, Tom, Kiss Army, Loudcasters, thank you.
0: Craig Gass, it was a blast. Thanks so much for taking the time and joining us and having a ton of fun. Loudcasters, everybody out there, patrons, you guys kick ass. Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout.
2: Cut the music.
0: Music, listen, all you people out there sitting on rented furniture. Settle down.
2: Anybody see Richie? <laughs> Anybody <laughs> know why Richie did Bobby Lupo?